What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be zamzos growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see. The Zamzo Show on News Talk KBOI and KBOI.com. A helpful Treasure Valley podcast about lawns, gardens, pets, and more. Be a part of the show. Email your questions and comments to Zamzos at Zamzos.com. And now the Zamzo Show on 93.1 FM and the Big 670 KBOI. Hello, and thank you for joining us today for the Zamzo Show. I'm your host today, Callie Zamzo, and I am really excited about today's guest um, because we just had Halloween, so I think we're all kind of in the mode for creepy crawly things, and that's what we're going to be talking about today, talking about spiders and bugs and insects. Oh, my. So I'm really excited about our guest. Um, I'd like to welcome Brad Stokes to the to the uh, studio today. Hi, thank, Brad. Hi, Callie. Thank you very much for the invite. Yes. And thank Zamzos for the invite and for doing these. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I've been wanting to do this for a while. I think I've been hounding you a little bit. So, so Brad is the... Um, what did we say? We just said your title. University of Idaho Extension Educator focused on horticulture in Canyon County. Wow, that's a mouthful. I'm glad you said it, not me. <laughs> well, and then also, I always think of you, I'm, and apologies for this, but I always think of you first and foremost as being an entomologist because when I was going through the Master Gardener program, that's what you taught my class. So I always think about that as, as like kind of being your big thing. And I and I think that's what you're educating, you're like you're your master's is in yes yes i got a master's in entomology and that was such a great program from university of idaho and then i had a bachelor's in horticulture so that's why i'm qualified for this position gotcha you got the good blend going there were a few (laughs) other things i noticed i looked you up on the website to make sure that i knew all these things about you i there's a lot of things i didn't realize like you're very published too like you have there's quite a few your your name is on quite a few papers yes yes that is a real passion (laughs) area of mine i love to write review edit and submit all these to journal articles and or magazines news media interesting i didn't realize you're you're a very social person yes absolutely i think about about people who do a lot of writing as maybe not being as social sometimes but man that's that's not true for you you definitely are very social and you're very and you're 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 well written a little bit of extrovertedness right maybe 90 (laughs) percent and maybe 99 is what i just it's been really um it's been a fun experience so just for the listeners at home um i also i volunteer through the master gardener program at canyon county extension and we thank you so much for that (laughs) we couldn't do anything without our master gardener volunteers well they're a great group of people really fun and knowledgeable and i love just the ongoing learning you know just every time that i go out there there's something new that i learn and it's a wonderful if anybody out there is interested in becoming a part of you know any of the volunteers and there's quite a few it's not it doesn't master gardeners is one but then i think you can do some things with like there are other areas right that people that volunteers can get involved with if they there want to be are involved. we have uh 4-h youth development leaders and i know that one of my colleagues serene greenway in owyhee county does a master food safety program okay where you can volunteer and learn about canning and baking and I wondered uh, about that. Preparing foods safely. Okay. My mom did that when I was, I don't know, I think I was still living at home and my mom went through the food safety thing. And so, yeah, she still to this day has, 
you know, all the frightening stories about things that can happen if things go wrong with home canning. Botulism so. and all sorts of weird stuff. Exactly, exactly. Well, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here with us today. This is this is really fun. So um, we did already kind of talk a little bit about your background. Is there anything else you think our listeners ought to know about you as far as, I don't know, just why you're here and... <laughs> I'm here to have fun with you. <laughs> Talk about true. some creepy crawlies, some spiders, things that um, the listeners might be experiencing at home or in their business. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, okay, let's start with this. So we already mentioned the word entomology or entomologist. So can you tell us what, in, in short, what does that mean? In short, entomologists study insects. And we're typically providing some sort of educational knowledge or research to the body of science. Okay. Okay. Um, so now the dumb question. So people often um, talk about insects and bugs in the same. So will you enlighten the group as to are insects bugs and bugs insects? <laughs> I would say yes as a general statement. Um, insects and bugs, uh, you could group them all together. Now we would uh, keep the arachnids sep separated. In sure. my opinion. Well, because they have the extra legs. You yes, have to do that, right? extra legs and other um, features. <laughs> okay, very good, very good. Look, we're already learning things this morning. This is great. Um, okay, so let's jump right into spiders because I think this is the time of year for it. We get a lot of questions at the stores about them. Um, so let's jump into spiders. Um, I think let's start with is there, a, is there a most common spider that we see in Idaho? Like, do we have like a or one that's the, the most populous or, you know, like the one that we have more. Of. And I realize the state of Idaho is huge. Maybe this is more southern Idaho. But is there is there one in particular that that we're going to see more than anything else? Or is Generally speaking, I would say the funnel web weavers are the most common spider that the listener might encounter in their day-to-day lives. Okay. And so that, and when you talk about, you're actually talking about how the web is woven. Yes. yes. And it's usually flat, sometimes on... Um, Junipers, arborvitaes, those uh, shrubs around the home. Okay. And that's not, that's different than like the typical spider web that's like an orb weaver. Absolutely, Callie. Absolutely. All right. So, so it is kind of unique then to see. I mean, I I don't feel like I see orb weaver webs that often in comparison to other type of webs. Um, I love orb weavers. <laughs> they're so beautiful. They're so good for your garden. Oh, they're, they're amazing. They're so good for the ecosystem, generally speaking. Yeah. I uh, this has been a couple of autumns ago, but there was um, I think are they called cat face spiders. Is that one of the orb weavers? Is that where the like when you turn them upside down, they look like a cat's head? Absolutely. The females have these uh, two pointy things coming right off the abdomen. And they're just physical features, but they look like cat's ears. Yeah. So that's where they get that cat faced. Uh, and they even have like there's like two like holes or something. So it, like you can it's almost <laughs> like they're little faces on. Yeah, them. you get a little eye and two ears. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's wild. I well so. There was one of those, and it was it was hanging out on my house, and we were observing and observing, and it pretty soon it it laid its eggs like it wove this little tiny like little pouch, and then it had laid its eggs, and then the next spring, there were all these little dots, like tiny, tiny, <laughs> tiny dots, that were all over the side of my house, and so I I kind of obviously pieced together that it had, you know, and and I did a little research. I realized that she died, yeah, and then mm-hmm. left those eggs, and then they hatched in the spring, and and. You know, went off, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It was, in fact, I was so obsessed. We took videos of it and everything else. It was really kind of a fun experience. Cool. And those spiderlings that leave the nest are going to go and balloon up into the atmosphere and spread around the ecosystem. Oh, which is pretty cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's interesting. I yeah, spiders balloon and, quote, fly a little bit. <laughs> mm. Now, just during that initial stage? Just yes, when they're, okay. when they're really young, um, they're not so light. They'll balloon some silk out and the wind will catch it. Okay, interesting. Okay, so here's a question about spiders, because I'm imagining our listeners at home just going, oh, we're talking about spiders. Are spiders really just all out to bite us? Is that their end goal? (laughs) It's just to make us all miserable with their terrible venom? (laughs) No, no, and no. They're not out to bite us or kill us or do anything of the sorts. That's Uh, good news. They're vital components of our natural ecosystem. They're predators. They're out there taking care of pests for us. Um, It would be important to note, all spiders have venom, hence all spiders are venomous. Hmm. Now, there's only one species in Idaho that we would be con- or consider poisonous. That would be a black widow. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So even like, uh, maybe a daddy long legs is in a, is a daddy long legs? Tell me where that falls in. <laughs> so a daddy long leg is actually not a spider. Oh, does it only have enough. six legs? Is it a? No, it has the eight legs, okay. but the cephalothorax and the abdomen are broadly joined. Oh. Okay. And all the spiders, the true spiders, they have a little pedestal where that joint is so they can move around their abdomen and spin silk. Oh, interesting. Okay. Oh, and daddy long legs do not have venom. Okay. Okay, they don't have fangs and they have no venom glands at all so they can't be venomous and or poisonous. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, well, there was a myth revealed. <laughs> yeah. I remember I learned as a little kid, I should probably have questioned this as an adult, but as a little kid, I um, had heard that their mouths were just too small to bite us. <laughs> yeah, the, they have little <laughs> tiny pinchers, and they're probably feeding on aphids and scales and stuff like okay, that. Okay, interesting. Wild. Well, good. Look at that. Look at me learn something. This is so fun. We're, we're off to a great start, Brad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is so wonderful. Um, okay. So we're almost ready for a break. Let's see if we could come up with a little quick. Um, okay. So so do you have a favorite spider? Do I have a favorite spider? Yeah. Yes. Um, I like the ground spiders. Hmm. Um, there's a couple species around here as well as the uh, trapdoor spiders. That's our closest relative to what we might consider a tarantula in Idaho. Oh. Um, and they're living in the soil with a little trapdoor. Uh, very beneficial. And often when there's a big rainstorm, they get flooded out of their burrows and people encounter them and they're freaked out. <laughs> oh. oh. All right. Well, on that note, let's take a quick break. Um, you're listening to The Zamzo Show. We're talking to Brad Stokes and we're talking about... Um, creepy crawly things today. So we'll be back in just a moment. If you have a lawn, garden, pets, or agriculture issue you want addressed, email zamzos at zamzos.com. The Zamzos Show will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo. And believe it or not, it's November. It's time to put your lawn to bed and prepare it for winter. At Zamzo's, we have rakes, leaf bags, tools, and pruners to clean up your yard and garden. Also, it's a good idea to lower your mower blade and give your lawn a final mowing to clean it up and help prevent snow mold. Zamzo's also has a great selection of heated items for dogs, cats, and backyard chickens, including heated water bowls and fountains. We also have heated beds and kennel pads and insulated dog and cat houses for outdoor pets. For wild birds, we have heated bird baths, which provide essential water during the winter. Zamzo's also has Boise's best selection of wild bird feeders, including suet feeders, and Idaho's best wild bird feeds, including our famous Zamzo's nose sprout. But don't wait, we've already had temperatures below freezing. So come see us now at Zamzo's. Lots of stores to serve you, including our Chinden Greenhouse, conveniently located just east of Meridian Road. Nobody knows. 
And now back to the Zamzo Show, a helpful Treasure Valley podcast about lawns, gardens, pets, and more on News Talk KBOI. Welcome back to the Zamzo Show. I'm your host today, Callie Zamzo. I'm here with Brad Stokes from the Canyon County Extension. You are the Extension Educator. In horticulture, In yes. horticulture. <laughs> I keep forgetting that part. Well, and today we're talking less about horticulture and more about your entomology end of things. Yes. Um, and when we left off, we were talking about spiders. And so we, we talked just briefly about the black widow. Can we just dive into that? Yes. Okay. So the black widow species we have around here are native. Uh, they're quite docile. Hmm. Um, it's quite rare to actually have a bite from a female black widow. Wow. I mean, you really have to agitate her and get her going, put your hand somewhere that you're not looking to get bit. Interesting. Okay, so tell us, how would we know if we were looking at a male or a female? Oh, the female is going to be, well, an adult female, fully mature, is going to be jet black with that hourglass red red figure under the abdomen. Okay, okay. And then the males? The males are uh, lighter in color, and they can be kind of speckled black with yellow and white quite smaller and they're going to be roaming around the female is going to be in her area with that nest okay or that web okay so when we see i'm just saying for instance if somebody were to see one right outside their garage door a couple of days ago yep um and it was on the, on the back side i mean completely black but had that shape yep um, so I couldn't see, I mean, the person couldn't see what was on the belly. Yeah. Probably that was a female then. Probably so. And it would be best just to leave her alone. Okay. She's there providing an essential service for that homeowner, taking care of crickets that might go into the garage, for example. Oh, oh, well, this is good to know because we're kind of, I think my family's a little freaked out about them and we do we kind of seem to get them right they're all in the same sort of area they're Absolutely. outside of our house they're not inside but um they they tend to freak my family out a little bit they like those areas where it's hidden it's yes. a little moist or humid yes um right under the siding in um oh the little area where you get your sprinkler system yes that green box that uh-huh. everyone has <laughs> that's where they're going to be hiding maybe your shed even okay all right so we shouldn't we don't need to be totally freaked out about them we need to be aware of them because we don't want to accidentally like grab them or something but as long as we're not bothering them they're helping us and they're not probably doing much that we need to be afraid of absolutely Callie oh I've learned something new today and I love that (laughs) (laughs) that's great okay so what else what um because there is just a lot of fear around them there is a lot of fear um there is a phobia called arachnophobia right oh yes this is an irrational fear of a creature specifically spiders okay um generally speaking i don't see many spider bites um and i don't really know if doctors come to us at all the entomology entomology and doctors Mm -hmm. Hmm. like everyone thinks they're bitten by a spider all the time right which i would in fact say it's quite rare to be bitten by a spider really so when we have something raised and red you know, when we wake up in the morning, it isn't because a bed or some sort of a bug has come in. I guess maybe it could be a bug, but probably not a spider. Probably not. Okay. It's probably an irritant. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you scraped yeah. your leg on something before yeah. you got in bed. And probably a hive. Yeah, something <laughs> You're like that. You're nervous about something. That's interesting. Okay, so, I, I, and maybe this is outside of your realm, but how would you know? Like, is there a way that a bite looks? I suppose it matters what type of spider. It would matter a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, if a spider really bit you, you'd have two tiny little puncture marks on your skin all right 
and probably some irritation around that bite since it would be injecting venom. Right. Okay. And so you had mentioned the fact that um, black widows are poisonous. They are poisonous to humans. So So, we would have like a systemic reaction to that bite. So that's not going to be just an itchy red mark. That's going to be your whole, you're probably going to feel Absolutely. Probably Mm -hmm. flu-like symptoms. Yeah. And remember, I'm not a doctor, so no health advice here. Right. No, no, not asking for that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I, I guess I... I, that's that's I'm also look at this. I'm just learning all sorts of fun things. I hope I hope our listeners are too. I hope these are this is good information for other people as well. This is great. All right, anything else about the Black Widow that we should be aware of? I would say uh, leave him or her alone. Okay. They are a native species. Let's preserve them and uh, keep our distance. Be okay. vigilant while you're out in your landscape or okay. your home. All right. We can do that. Yeah. I think we can do that. Okay, so the other one that we hear a lot about um, is the hobo spider. Oh, the hobo, yes. You hear a lot about the hobo spider. Yes. So d- describe describe what a hobo spider looks like. Okay. Um, there are a couple species. We have the giant house spider and the hobo spider here in Idaho. Okay. They are quite large spiders, okay? I know what they look like. I've got <laughs> them in my house. Yeah, they're typically going to be found on the ground, right? Yes. Wandering around. They are going to be quick moving. Yes. So that does freak people Check. out. <laughs> um, remember, they have bad eyesight. Oh. Really, really bad eyesight. Okay. Um, brown in appearance. Uh, the legs will not have bands on them. They'll be one solid color. Okay. The abdomen might have some chevrons, like V shapes, okay. going backwards, and um, a large spider. Yeah. Okay. Um, and these are not, are these the same ones where they almost, like, they have almost like little, I don't know what I'm Boxing gloves. Yeah, you're, little you're, boxing you're, gloves. That's it. For the listener, she's doing a boxing <laughs> thing here. I'm making a, and this is not good for podcast material when I'm making, when I'm pantomiming <laughs> something. The good, okay, so you got into a good little rabbit hole here. Okay. All male spiders that are fully matured that have boxing gloves in front of their face, that's actually their secondary sexual organs. Oh, no kidding. Yes. Okay, so all the boxing gloves, those are all boys. Those are all (laughs) males. Yes. Good to know. And they basically use those for mating purposes. Interesting. Yes, it's kind of interesting. Who knew that? Okay, so... They have really cool hooks and spines and stuff to impregnate the females. uh, That are part of those boxing gloves. Yes. Interesting. Oh, wow. Okay. Boy, I really hope our listeners are as clueless as I am because this is so interesting to me. Okay, so then, so so the two, the male and the female, look alike. Yes, they're they, For similar. The, generally speaking, okay. yes. Is one bigger than the other? Usually, in spiders, it's going to be the female. Okay, because she's going to be packed full of eggs gotcha. and um, silk. Okay, so so we have them inside you. Now you had mentioned, and I heard this. So we have the we have venomous. And then versus poisonous. You yes. only said that the black widow was poisonous. Yes. So that means that these hobo spiders that are big and a little bit scary, yep. they they can bite, but they're not going to be poisonous. Yes, they're not poisonous. There was a good study out there that uh, basically compared the venom of the hobo spider, isolated, and did some tests on some rabbits. Okay. And um, it wasn't poisonous nor necrotic to the skin and tissue. Okay, so that means that, like, at the bite, you're not gonna—it's not gonna like eat a hole in your. No, arm no. Now that doesn't mean that there aren't bacteria, sure, fungi that um, actually create that necrosis in the skin. But it's not gonna be the poison. It's not it's gonna be not the gonna venom. It's not gonna be the venom. Yeah, venom, because there's not poison in the <laughs> yep. venom. Okay, or they're not the venom's not poisonous. I guess I'm trying. There we go. Down. <laughs> okay, all right. So we don't have to be that afraid of. 
the hobos either. That no, and like. that's a native spider. Um, right now, they're trying to get into people's houses as it's getting colder, right? Yes, they they're are. They're looking for some place <laughs> to overwinter and shelter and uh, persist next season. Okay, so how do they get inside? Are they just, <laughs> I mean, they come into the vents? How do they get into our homes? Uh through cracks. Okay. Cracks, um, whether it's sealing around a door, um, under the garage door is very oh, common yes. place if you have a garage sure. door. Um, and they're sneaking in. Okay. All they right. might be waiting there as you open that door and run right in, scurry right in. Yeah. Doggone it. They do do that. They do. Um, so is there a way to kindly request that they stay outside <laughs> <laughs> the best advice i would tell any homeowner business owner would be to seal up your property as best as possible okay all right so just making sure like around their doors that the seal is tight yeah windows and maybe uh replacing weather stripping stuff like that around okay. doors okay I, I had to do that not too long ago it's easy it's you can, really you can pick easy up the, the, i'm the... sure zamzos has some weather stripping <laughs> listeners could pick up i don't think that we do oh. but but i know that home Depot does. not that i would have to like, <laughs> so this is not the home depot show but i think you could get them there yes at one um, of the local hardware stores exactly exactly and you can yeah it's really pretty easy you just cut it and and yeah stick it in there pull the other one out and stick the other one absolutely out, so. yeah okay well that's good information the um, the okay. other thing if um a listener is really arachnophobic you can do um, barrier treatments. Sure. Um, now that we do sell at Zamzos. We definitely yeah. have that. And and we recommend you treat out the outside as well as the inside. Absolutely. So, yes. Okay. Depending on the product. All right. And the label. Yes. I'll, always read the label. Always read the label. Okay. So it's time for another break. You are listening to Callie Zamzo on the Zamzo Show and Brad Stokes from the Extension Office. And we're talking about, well, right now we're talking about arachnids we'll be back right after this if you have a lawn garden pets or agriculture issue you want addressed email zamzos at zamzos.com the zamzo show will be right back on news talk kboi hi this is joss zamzo and with me is my sister callie zamzo and we've got another quiz for dad hi kids what do you want to know callie and i want to know if you're still mispronouncing the name of the best-selling dog food at zamzo's you mean idaho fish and taters i told you he'd call it that call it what call our grandma z's idaho fish and potato dog food idaho fish and taters dad oh that's just an old childhood expression well dad grandma z's idaho fish and potato is now our number one selling dog food and it's made in idaho from idaho trout and Idaho potatoes, which means fresher food and better ingredients. Like taters grown in Idaho. But they're called Idaho potatoes. Remember the license plates? They didn't say famous taters. Would have been fewer letters to hammer out. So one last time, what is the name of the best-selling dog food at Zamzo's? Grandma Z's Idaho Fish and Salanum Tuberosum. Ah, he pulled the Latin name on us, Joss. Which is also known as taters. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. And now back to the Zamzo Show, a helpful Treasure Valley podcast about lawns, gardens, pets, and more on News Talk KBOI. Welcome back to the Zamzo Show. I'm your host, Callie Zamzo. I'm here with Brad Stokes, the extension educator. No. Yeah. Yes, the extension educator in horticulture for the Canyon County, for the University of Idaho Canyon County Extension. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I'm so proud of myself. Um, so welcome back. We've been talking about 
mostly spiders at this point, creepy crawly things. Um, and that's where we ended last. I should, I should let our listener know if you have a question, we're not live today, but you're always welcome to send those to zamzos at zamzos.com. And if it's a question for Brad, when we get that question, we will forward it on to him and he'll answer it. Absolutely. So, and I'd love to answer any other questions. Yeah. You pretty much, that's what you do all day long. Exactly. From what I can tell. <laughs> So this is just an extension of that, of of your regular job. I appreciate you being here doing this. This is fantastic. Okay, so we left off talking about spiders. I We can't talk about spiders without bringing up the brown recluse, which comes up a lot around here. People see a brown spider, and they think it's a brown recluse, and then they come into our stores, and they're freaking out. So will you... Help us understand about the brown recluse in Idaho. Okay, Callie. So we've talked about native spiders, black widows, hobo spiders. Non-native spider would include that brown recluse. Okay. We do not have them in Idaho. Okay. Okay. They're very easy to identify. So if anyone ever found a brown recluse, in that was in quotes, by yes. the way, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, You're they're good at this. <laughs> really, really easy to identify. I could identify it in about 10 seconds. Oh, okay. They only have six eyes opposed to eight for most spiders. Interesting. And then they have this little brown violin on their cephalothorax that oh. would be really, really easy to identify. Now, the brown recluse is poisonous. Yes. Uh, but its native range is about 1,500 miles away from Idaho. So we don't have to necessarily worry in okay. Idaho about brown recluses. That's good to know. Yes. Now, we do on occasion hear that random story of somebody who shipped something in from another area and there was a brown recluse in there. But if they actually landed in Idaho, I'm guessing particularly this time of year or moving into wintertime, they probably don't survive very long. They probably wouldn't survive in that particular individual would probably die off. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I have just a funny little story. So when I was a little kid, my dad, every time that I would see a spider and I would be like, Dad, there's a spider. He would say, was it was it brown? And I would say, yes. And then he'd say, did it run and hide? And then I would say, yeah. And he's like, it sounds reclusive. It's probably a brown recluse. <laughs> and he would say, and I would be like, what? And of course, at the, I was a little kid. I didn't even know what a brown recluse was. But mm-hmm. that was a, so every spider was identified as a brown recluse just because it was funny for him to do Your that. Persisting myth. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. But yeah. So I'm glad to hear that we, they're not native here. And, it, and they, yeah, this is not, we don't have them here. Nope. Not unless not. it's a really, really random accident. But yes. That, that and be. if you suspect you have a brown recluse, Bring it to your local extension office, and they will get it to me. That's a good point. I, I we should also bring up that because that's a service. I know that we do it through the Master Gardeners as yep. well. If you have, if you catch a bug and you're curious about it, you can always bring it in, and Absolutely. we'll happily look at it. Um, also through University of Idaho Extension, me and a colleague, Jason Thomas, run the Idaho Insect Identification Site, which mm-hmm. is a free service to all Idahoans. And we take photos and videos from your smartphone anywhere in the world. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, we'll get back to you in about 72 hours. Nice. Very good. I guess I wasn't. You probably did tell us that, and I just missed it. It's okay. That's fantastic. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a that's a wonderful service. Idaho Insect Identification. Okay. That's all you have to type into Google. Fantastic. That's good. Um, I, you know, I think you probably told it when you were telling us about all. You know, when you were teaching us in the Master Gardener class that you were teaching. But I got to tell you, I was very distracted because you have a lot of tattoos <laughs> of arthropods, and so I, I think do I might have been. Very, <laughs> I might have been distracted by that. <laughs> um, I do remember, obviously. I, I remember your class very well. It was a, uh, it was very good and, and super, super interesting. I find it fascinating what you do. So, and what's all up in your brain. So, um, okay. So, I, let's let's move from spiders and okay. let's move to just other creepy crawlies that that people might be either annoyed by or you know 
want to otherwise kill. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so I'm just thinking of um, really, really common things. So, so during the summertime, we hear about the box elder bug. We do, quite yes. Often. So tell us a little bit about that insect. Uh, that's going to be a black and red, uh, smaller hemipterin, right? Um, probably a third of an inch. Maybe hemipterin. A is that a winged? Uh, what is what a hemipterin? What is it? Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Huh? No, no, it's great. Um, it's going to be a plant-sucking bug, right? Okay. Feeding on acers and box elders. Okay. So if you mm-hmm. have a maple in your landscape, it might be feeding on that. Okay. Um, that creature is going to want to overwinter in warmer areas as well, and it can be a home-invading insect pest. Okay. I remember as a kid, we had them, they would come in in Absolutely. the wintertime. Absolutely, and they will congregate in masses yes, around this time. Yes, they definitely do. So that's what become, makes them a little pesty, right? I mean, one yes. is not a big deal, but a, a you know, clump of them is, a, is, I guess, gross. They will <laughs> freak people out. Um, they aren't really going to do much damage to the tree itself. Ironically, but as a pest insect, they're going to try and get into the house. um, And if you squish them, they're going to smell bad. Oh. So if you find them in your house, you want to vacuum them up with like a shop vac. Okay. Good to know. And then I feel like the listeners wanting me to ask you this. They don't bite. Is that correct? They do not bite humans. (laughs) They do not bite humans. All right. Well, that's good to know. Now, there there are a couple that are similar, right? So now, and I don't remember as a kid ever having the elm seed bug. Yes. But now we seem to have them, and they're littler. They are a little bit smaller than that box elder bug. Okay. Um, They're going to be kind of this mottled brown in appearance. And uh, if you have an elm tree around your landscape, same kind of pest status. Okay. I feel like, or, and maybe, and you had mentioned this also, this is a red fire bug. Is that also in that same sort of grouping? They sort of look the same? Yes. And the red fire bug is basically new to Idaho. Okay. Um, 2021, um, a colleague of mine, Eric Weninger, discovered them around Twin Falls in the Burley area. Oh, okay. Um, they're going to be distinctly black and red, a little bit redder than the box elder bug, about the same size. But they have these two prominent black dots on uh, the dorsum or the back of okay. the insect. Okay. And they'll be feeding around linden trees, mallow if you have it in your landscape. So uh, okay. we're seeing a lot of red firebugs in the Treasure Valley area. Okay. And are they the same way where they will cluster up? and? They will okay. cluster up, especially around um, linden tree seeds right under the tree. Okay. And of those uh, three bugs, mm. are they all... Are, so you said that the box elder didn't wasn't that damaging to the tree. Yep. Are they all sort of in that same category or are some of them more damaging than others? Yeah, none of these really ha- pose a threat to the tree itself. Okay. So uh, really the, they're just a nuisance because they gather and people don't want a bunch of bugs. Yeah, and they pretty much feed on the tree seeds or that plant seed. Okay. Okay, interesting. Yeah, we had a lot of those as kids. I I I don't know which one now that you're describing them because I thought distinctly there were like way littler ones and bigger ones, but I think I Anyway, I get in my office in Meridian. I I there I get all these all of them in my windowsill, <laughs> and then like it's not that big. I don't really usually notice until they've all died, and then I just call these <laughs> dead bug bodies all over my windowsill, and I'm sucking them up. Um, so I don't, you know, I I don't. There's, there's not much to them as far as I'm concerned, but yep. I can imagine that in your home that might be, you know, unsettling. Yeah, and uh, I would. Uh, tell the listeners not to squish them with their fingers or squish them on the carpet or the furniture or your clothes. It's going to leave a little stain and or smell bad. Okay. 
Okay, that's funny. I've got another little story. When I was a little girl, my grandfather, there was one crawling on my shirt. I'd just gotten this pretty white blouse. Anyway, he squished it on my shirt, and it ruined the shirt forever. I never could get the stain out. It was like, but, you know, I was a little kid, so those were not my problems. Those were my mother's problems. So (laughs) that was was back in the good old days. Um, Okay, so anything else about those particular bugs that we ought to talk about or that are interesting or... Um, I would say uh, the best way is to keep them out of your house. That way they can't be a pest in the first mm-hmm. place. Yes. If they can never enter, they can't be a pest. Right, right. So is that, is that again, just making sure that everything is sealed That's off? That's the weather stripping, caulking around windows, making sure screens are tight and fitting properly around windows and or doors. Okay, so if they're congregating outside, we should just let them be. They're going to yeah. congregate and then they'll probably... Uncongregate. What is that word? <laughs> Absolutely. They'll disperse, right? Disperse. Thank you. <laughs> I need you. You're handy. <laughs> All right. We are. We're almost ready for a break. So um, you are talking we're on the Zamzo show and you're, we're talking with Brad Stokes and we're talking about creepy crawlies today. And we appreciate your listening. We'll be back in just a moment. If you have a lawn, garden, pets or agriculture issue you want addressed, email Zamzos at Zamzos.com. The Zamzo Show will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, and many folks who have recently moved to Boise have traditionally used a chemical lawn service to fertilize their lawn. But what a lot of people don't know is that here in the Treasure Valley, Zamzos has developed a five-step annual lawn program that's easy to apply yourself and will save you hundreds of dollars over a chemical lawn service. Not only that, but Zamzo's lawn program was designed by my dad, Jim Zamzo, to be biologically correct and work in our high desert Treasure Valley soils. And when you sign up for Zamzo's lawn program, you get five applications that feed your lawn from spring to fall. We store it for you, remind you when it's time for each step, and even loan you a spreader to apply it with for free. But here's the best news of all. If you purchase or renew your Zamzo's lawn program before November 30th, you get free Zamzo's Thrive now. Plus, 10% off all plants, lawn and garden supplies, and Grandma Z's pet foods through the end of 2024. So purchase or renew your Zamzo's lawn program now. And now, back to the Zamzo Show, a helpful Treasure Valley podcast about lawns, gardens, pets, and more on News Talk KBOI. Welcome back to the Zamzo Show. I'm your host, Callie Zamzo. I'm here with Brad Stokes, and we are talking about creepy crawly things. So this is really fun. I'm, I'm enjoying the show <laughs> quite a bit. It's been enjoyable. Yeah, it's very fun. Um, okay, so we left off talking about various bugs, and um, I think we, we will be remiss if we don't talk about bed bugs, because that may be the creepiest, crawliest, grossest thing ever. Absolutely. So. <laughs> no one wants to think of something biting them and sucking their blood while they're sleeping. Right? That is the creepiest thing you could ever think of, right? It is. It is. It's just, it's, yeah, it's terrible. It's, it's very invasive. So, <laughs> um, so I guess let's start with the fact, so, because there's a lot of, you hear about it in the news a lot. Yeah. So, um, but not tons in idaho like we don't they don't talk they don't talk a ton about that but so tell us about how bed bugs like how as far as idaho is concerned what are we talking about so well and you kind of alluded to this there is kind of this worldwide resurgence of bed bugs going on right now i think there's a story about france going on right now (sighs) and we're seeing more bed bugs come into extension offices as well in idaho interesting Ooh, I don't want to know that. Right, right. <laughs> um, for the listeners, be vigilant if you go to hotels, motels, Airbnbs, any place that you're not um, regularly sleeping. Okay. 
Okay. So how would one know? How would one know? That is a great question, <laughs> Callie. Um, if you had a bed bug infestation in your house, you might see them around your bed and or furniture or carpet. Mm. They are going to hide in the daytime. Okay. Um, you might see little brown or red stains on your sheets. Oh. Um, that would actually be the bed bugs defecating after they took a blood meal from the great. individual. Yeah. How great is that, yeah. right? Oh. Um, and you would probably have bite marks on your arms and legs. Okay. And so would those be just like little raised bumps? Little or raised bumps. Okay. And they would be different from a spider because it'd be just one puncture mark instead okay. of the two from the things. Okay. So they are actually... You're, they're they're after your blood. Yes, That's they're, they're after your blood, and the female needs it to create more eggs. They oh. need that protein source. God, it's so insulting. Don't use my blood for that. That's crazy. Okay, so um, so really more concerned about about. If you're in a bed that's not your own, basically. Yes, yes. Okay, because we're not seeing a ton of like infestations through. Well, I guess I, when I hear about it, like in New York City, yep. it's it's in a situation where it's like crowded housing situations. Yeah. Yes, and that's um, when they're going to pers- persist. Um, also, people buying uh, furniture online that they're bringing from someplace else <laughs> into your own home. Uh, that can be a source of a bed bug infestation as well, whether it's a couch, yeah, uh, a love seat, or a bed, mattress, box springs, anything of the like. Okay, is there something like, can you fumigate? Is there some way to like... <laughs> uh, for treating bed bugs, I typically leave this to the professional pest control companies. Okay. I always refer clients to those because uh, they are resistant to some insecticides, okay. and that industry is good at getting rid of these infestations okay. in well, home. And you're also dealing with your bed. Like, you don't want to be spraying poison all over your bed. After all, you'll be poisoning yourself. And yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a little bit of concern there, This is there where too. a professional really comes in handy. Makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, gosh. I, there's something about bed bugs. I mean, I'm, I'm literally scratching myself right now. And I, right? Uh, people oh. will always talk about fleas, and they'll start itching yes. their hair, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it just makes you itchy. It's yeah. going to... Ugh. All right. Is there anything else about bed bugs we should know? Um, if you suspect you might have one in your home, bring it to your local extension office and we'd be happy to identify it. And just so the listeners know, Extension is a free service to the public. Yes. So we are here to serve your needs. Yes. Yeah, it's wonderful. I, I, it's, I don't think people use it enough. Right. Like, you know, I'm, I'm one of the volunteers, and on days when people can bring in plants and, and, and situations in their garden to have us help diagnose things, it's, uh, it's, a, it's pretty slow. Like, we have lots of time. So. Right? It's fun, too. Yeah. Oh, it's so much fun. We're and, like little detectives. Yes. I learn so much when I'm doing plant clinic. It's like the, the most learning I, I get, usually. It's it's awesome. So, okay, I want to go backwards a little bit. So we're talking about we talked about spiders, then we talked about bugs. I want to go back to spiders for a second. Okay. Can you talk to us a little bit about the camel spider? Yes, yes, we do have native camel spiders here in Idaho, and particularly southern Idaho. We oh. are a desert down here. Yes, uh, they persist in the desert. They are arachnids. They have that cephalothorax, that abdomen, eight legs, but they typically uh, only use six. So they are quick on the ground, um, and we probably get them in extension every now and then. People okay. will discover that and think it's an invasive from Iraq or Afghanistan and say, you know, what is this? Why is it doing or running across my back patio? But they are native. They're uh, predators, and they don't have venom, hence they can't be poisonous. Ah, Okay. All right. So, so then, and so in general, what do they look like? They- oh, they're going to be kind of slender and long. 
maybe a half inch. Okay. Three quarters of an inch. Okay. Um, long legs, um, very quick, and then their mouth parts really point forward. Oh, interesting. Yes, and they got kind of two little scissors in the front for uh, snipping and catching prey. Ooh, so they're interesting looking. They are very interesting looking. If you um, can look up camel spiders, wind scorpions, sulfugids is their actual like family name. Okay. 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 Interesting. I'm going to do, I'm going to look them up. Yeah, sulfugids yeah. for the listeners. Okay. Very good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for for going back. Are there any other spiders we should have talked about? I could probably oh, covered the good ones, right? Uh, oh, uh, jumping spiders! I oh, forgot about yes, the jumping, jumping spiders. spiders. That those totally freak people out because right. they're so skittish. They're and like, they're uh, very. You can get some very large black ones here in Southern yes. Idaho. Uh, you'll probably see them on your siding, possibly in your house. Uh, weirdly enough, they have very good eyesight. Really, uh, compared to all the other spider families. Uh, very good predators, and you're going to identify them because they have two very large eyes right in front, like two big headlights. Okay, and they're a little furry, right? Aren't yeah, they, they could furry? look furry. <laughs> okay, I realize that's the wrong words, but I, that's what I think of them. And and they and when I say skittish, it's, they move like they kind of jerk around, right? Move. They're, like, they're very quick. Yeah. Um, they do jump, hence their common name. Right. Um, and great predators for our ecosystem. Okay. So also another one that we don't need to be afraid of. Yes. And they're yeah. non-poisonous, okay. right? Okay. Good, good. Nothing to worry about. All right. Well, and we even learned that the poisonous ones we're okay with. We learned this Is, one If now, you so. leave them alone, yeah, yes. leave them alone. <laughs> we can do this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Very good. All right. So um, let's see. Um so I was going to ask you um, if our listeners wanted to get, like they were feeling inspired and they wanted to, like they've heard something today and they're like, I want to I want to volunteer. I want to be a part of this, the extension, or I want to know more about that. What, what would they do if they wanted to? If I was a listener, I would go down to your local county extension office and say, what programs do you have going on? What educational programs? What volunteer opportunities might you have going on? Uh, for example, me in Canyon County, I am running the Master Gardener program. Yes. We have about 75 very smart, very <laughs> dedicated volunteers. Ah, shucks. Um, six teams now uh, doing all sorts of great things for the community as a whole. Um, we're taking applications right now for apprentice Master Gardeners um, up until December 22nd. Nice. That's a 16-week comprehensive course. Callie has taken it. it she is. knows how rigorous it is. It is. It's wonderful. It was really great. And you meet all these people that are gardeners. Absolutely. So all these like-minded, wonderful people. Yeah. And are continuing in master gardener and advanced master gardeners teach some courses around mm -hmm. Middleton Library, Nampa Library, Caldwell Library. Um, we visit the schools as well. So we're trying to enhance our entire community through educational programs. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. I, I love being a part of it. I start. I did the Master Gardener, like a, I took the course. I was really just doing it for the course. I wasn't thinking about the rest of it. And now I've fallen in love with the volunteerism. It's, right? it's very fun. And the group of people are wonderful. They are. And yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful program. I, I appreciate you mentioning that. I appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. And and if people want to learn a little bit more, they could go to uidaho.com edu slash extension yes. There's information there as well and classes start in january you said yeah they do i'm starting the apprentice class on january 10th okay 
for awesome. 16 weeks. Yeah. And you know, it sounds, you know, 16 weeks sounds like a lot sometimes, but really it's once a week you're taking classes yeah. and then they, and then there are little side things that you'll do and volunteer stuff that you do, which is part of the post education part, but it's wonderful and nothing to be afraid of. Nothing to be afraid of. No. We have a blast. Yeah. It's a fun day. is part of my program. Yes, We're gonna it have is. Fun. <laughs> For sure. Well, Brad, I want to thank you for being here today. Appreciate your time. This has been very educational. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Callie. And thank you to Zamzos for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. This has been uh, awesome. It's been great. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next week. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo. And it's time for Zamzo's Recharger, the incredible biologically correct lawn food specially designed to prepare Treasure Valley lawns for fall and winter. You see, when my dad Jim Zamzo formulated Zamzo's Recharger, he doubled the amount of phosphorus and potassium of our regular lawn food. That's because in the fall, your lawn is regenerating itself. And Zamzo's Recharger gives your lawn the nutrients it needs to build a strong, healthy root system. Plus, Recharger slow feeds your lawn all winter long. So when it wakes up in the spring, you have the greenest lawn in the neighborhood. Recharger is step five of the Zamzo's lawn program, but you don't need to be on the program to apply it. You can buy Recharger one bag at a time. But if you do purchase or renew your Zamzo's lawn program before November 30th, you get free Zamzo's Thrive now. Plus 10% off all plants, lawn and garden supplies, and Grandma Z's pet foods through the end of 2024. So purchase or renew your Zamzo's lawn program now. Nobody knows like Zamzo's.